At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now, The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. Fingers on the trigger. You're the one I desire. Damn. Oh, had a moment. Yeah, he was playing Vegas right after Skankfest. Was he? Yeah. I he's feel- like gray and old and old and sexy. Oh, he's got sexy. he's got like dreads with like the bald on top, which he's, is always funny. He's got the Jerry Rice Raiders haircut. Would be yo. The problem with a Billy Ocean is at his height of fame, when it was like, okay, here it goes, time to roll in like pussy and money. Uh, he's draw. He definitely was drawing forty-something-year-old black women from day one. Yeah, where he's like, it's Damn. adult black contemporary. You know what's crazy? When you put on uh, Pandora mm-hmm. on Yacht Rock, yeah. sometimes a lot of the Yacht Rock will be stuff that's like you wouldn't consider Yacht Rock because it's Pandora, so it's all an algorithm. Sure. So it would pull like... 80s certain, music sometimes is called just Yacht Rock. Or certain Fleetwood Mac songs mm-hmm. where you're like... But it sort of is. Kind of, but I don't think you would... I don't know if... You're the person I know that knows the most about Yacht Rock and like kind of what it is. When you do Billy Ocean radio... Mm-hmm. It tends to be more like the ones that miss miss a little less. Yeah, where you're like, this is what I was going for. Yeah, it's like it's the, what would that be Luther Vandross's fast songs. Yeah, but then it goes into Hollow Notes, and you get the Christopher Crosses. Really? And yeah, you get Billy Ocean Radio. Obviously, is built on your own Pandora, and if I do a lot of yacht rock and that, because it's like fun smoking weed, cleaning the house music during the day. Yeah, and Billy, it's not driving at night music. No, well, driving in the afternoon. Afternoon. Yeah, but you, um, Billy Ocean Radio. Try, try it out. Try Billy Ocean Radio. Pandora, everybody. Sister company. Yeah, we can talk about it on here. Or we're all one company. Yeah, we are. Which all means one. we should probably be able to talk to Howard's whack packers. Yeah, <laughs> we're globalists. Yeah, well, I see a, a confused one running in the hall. Medicated P from Howard Stern is apparently running around the halls trying to get Howard's, uh, and you Wing. two, and you two, being super Howard fans, yeah. know this guy, know his background. Yeah, you know him about, from the I, Brewer days. They were literally as I walked up with my headphones and talk. I was hearing them talk about they had a thing with him in a nude beach, where he just shows because he has a monster hog. Yeah, God, God is silly like that, and he loves showing it. God gives uh, you know mentally retarded people massive dicks just to be like. That's why God has. I believe in God, and I think God has a great sense of humor. Oh yeah. That's a good that's a good sense of humor right there. And he also he's you know, he's challenged. He's a mentally challenged fella. Yeah. So the thing is he doesn't he also doesn't really have a grip on like sexuality. So the idea is he loves people seeing his dick. He wouldn't tell you he's gay or anything, but he's fine if gay guys love his dick, if straight guys look at his dick, women. He got a hard on when he was talking to the gay guys about his dick. They said he started getting hard when the gay guys were complimenting his dick. But he's just, because he's so happy. He's just just, just impishly happy about his big wiener. It's like a happy boner. It's not an aggressive, aggressive boners are scary. Yeah, yeah. He'll just show it. Yeah. So medicated, it's medicated. Medicated Pete. Pete. Yeah, I, I always told you the story about when I moved to New York and my friend Troy worked here on the NFL channel, and he was my friend from U of A. I barely knew anybody. It was right when I moved to New York in 07, and he's like, there's a Super Bowl party, and it's Pharrell's Super Bowl party. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. And he's like, do you want to go to Pharrell's Super Bowl party? I was like, yeah. And it was Scott Pharrell. Mm-hmm. 
So it was <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah, you told I thought me, it yeah, was yeah. Pharrell from the Neptunes. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You thought yeah. you were going to a Neptunes party? I thought I was going to a cool. What a different thing, dude! I wore. I I hope I, I maybe I could find the picture on MySpace, but there's a picture of me drinking a beer with him there, and I'm wearing like a Jordan hoodie because you clearly thought I was like I thought I was going to go to like a cool yeah Super Bowl party, but I was smoking a cigarette in the back. And High Pitch Eric was there. Okay. And I was I was a fan of Howard. Uh, I'd been listening. Also, I became a fan of Howard through Howard TV. He was never really on. Really? Or, yeah, because he was never- Wait, you mean through E-Channel? E-Channel. E-Channel. Yeah, the E-Channel show. Howard TV was a pay-per-view service that came after. But, yeah, I watched it at your house. That's what I, I watched Howard TV at your oh, house. Oh, yeah. But I, would, <laughs> but I lived in Denver, and he wasn't on in Denver. Oh, okay. You had like Lewis and Floor Wax. You had like regular guys or whatever. But then, were they your best friends? <laughs> yeah. But then you found out about Howard because he was the most famous shock jock or DJ in the fucking mm-hmm. nation. And then Private Parts I loved. And like I read the book and I was like, oh, Howard Stern rules, but I couldn't really listen to him. And then with Napster and shit. Yeah. That's when I started like, but then E putting on the TV show Huge. was massive and I could yeah. watch it and love it. So I had seen High Pitch Eric on the TV show with the fish where he's like, stop, oh. stop doing that. One of the funniest things Or is ever. that Howard TV? I forget which one it was. Uh, it was both. Yeah. It went back. Because like, the thing is what they did on Howard TV that was awesome was they went back and posted a bunch of the E stuff uncensored. Yeah. Which was awesome. That is awesome. That was so awesome. But so, uh, yeah, High Pitch Eric, they found out during a, one of the, it was like Wheel of Punishments he had to do. Yeah. And one of them was get slapped with a dead fish. Yeah. And they find out, I think in that he's moment, that he's terribly afraid of dead fish. By the way, I don't like him either. However, I would not. But yeah, him just going, no, yeah. no. So I and then a, they had a guy that used to be on the show named KC who was every bit exactly what I, I, I surprised he made it on the show so long. He was just like a bullyish. Was he like a Wall Street guy? He looked like one, but no, he was like a he was like a former. Like football player, like like high, you know, a college football player. Yeah, he's a big lug. Yeah, he was like super muscular dude. He had a sexy poster he put out while he was on Howard Stern show. You remember that? Yeah. Like a real like sexy poster, black and white, with him like looking down and his shirt off. He was jacked. He used to fuck a bunch of the. I think he ended up getting fired for he had gambling problems or he was fucking too many people. I didn't everything. Huh? Yeah, it was a little of everything. Problems. Yeah. Yeah, gambling problems for sure. He was like fucking his life up, and then I think it was like he was banging too many people. Damn. On the show. Wow. Wait, what a cool way to get fired. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. dude. I was fucking running money lines and pussy. But he, but he's he, he tried doing comedy. Nice. And then, so that was the issue. Of was course. Like, but again, the comedy was like, here's the problem. He's following the template of the guys he fell in with, was like Florentine, Jameson, and stuff like that, who are professionals for a long time, yeah. especially. But he's trying to go up there and do... Just that, you know what I mean? Like, you know the best thing about fucking a kid's face is that uh, they can't complain when their mouth's full of your dick to their parents. Yeah, and like, and then he would be like, oh, okay. You can't handle it? You can't it. handle Yeah, dude. I saw him at Caroline's like one or two times. You can't handle the truth. He wore like a low beanie, like kind of oh, over his eyes. Like, shit, he was dude. so like, it was so about being cool, and they, it just did not work oh, at all. shit, dude. Did he use the term bucket of AIDS? Because only real bad uh, boys More than that. likely, he really said only that, Only the yes. real bad boys use that term. Oh, then she came over and she brought my wrong order again so I hope she slips into a bucket of AIDS and dies from fucking rape die I hope your pussy rots oh, I hope you, so bad. I hope you get rape death cunt vag I'm a, abortion I'm a bad I'm so hot and I'm so bad yeah uh, so it was yeah, pretty lame so I learned about Howard kind of retroactively and through the television show and my friend Chad Chad every much a Chad as you think he is shout out Chad shout out Chad he had Sirius XM in his truck and so we would listen to Stern he'd be like oh so and so's on Stern and I remember like in Tucson in the hot fucking summer like going in his car and turning it on and us just sitting there looking like we're doing gay stuff because <laughs> we're just listening to an interview that Howard's doing. Oh, dude, that was the bit. Once I discovered him when I was young. Because he was on in Philly. I mean, the, the, the um, was John DeBello? John John DeBella. Well, that no, was in, that's who he booted off. Yeah, that was in, I read Miss America. Yeah. His book, Miss America, when he goes through the things of like, I was going to take his job, take his wife. And, and they got his wife on the show. Yeah, and he did. He did Didn't they get the, her to do a dial-a-date too or something? Like they got her like, yeah, hooked up with somebody. Yeah, she was in. She was all in. So, and then they did the big funeral in Philly for him. He genuinely, when you talk to him, that is the problem with being on it so long that he has. Most of his time, when it comes up, he just apologizes for everything now. Yeah. But Howard? it was great radio. 
Well, I don't know, you know, I don't know a lot, but when I saw High Pitched Eric, I knew him. And so mm-hmm. he, he was just like having Super Bowl party conversations. So he's like, yeah, I, thought, I think the Bears are pretty good. <laughs> the Bears are a pretty good team. I don't know. The Colts Colts seem nice. And then I was just drinking a beer. I remember like, that, super, that Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And I was like, I know that dude. <laughs> I was like, I know that Oh, dude. fish. <laughs> um, but so you guys saw Medicated Pete, Pete walk roaming the hallways. I just saw him walk past. You want me to go get him? Yeah. yeah Jacob, we're, we're going to have him on. It can only help our ratings, Jacob. <laughs> Boost the ratings. Do we have ratings? Do they give us ratings? Yeah, dude. Do you miss the ratings meeting every week? There's a rating. DJ Lou's going to go try to get medicated. Well, he knows how to talk to him. He Lou knows him. So Lou can hold up his hand and be like, hey, I'm safe. Come with me. I want to be your lover, lover boy. So you know this guy very well. Or through Howard. Through Howard, I know who he is. Yeah. Has he been on the show a while? Oh yeah, long. Well, he was an intern there at long first, time. and now he's in his forties. So, like, it's uh, to put that in perspective. And Jacob, Jacob, you're familiar with him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I he was an been intern. Listening to Howard since '88. So, and he so was. I all... came here because of Howard. Really? Came yeah. here to SiriusXM? Yeah, I wanted to work where Howard worked. That's awesome. And then he yeah. left before you. You know what's so funny is how much he went shit... out to the he went out to the wilderness where you want to be. You know what's so weird about that about how shit sometimes you see life given to shit give you see stuff in life given to people that don't give a shit and when you're like oh that means so much like I've seen that happen with like I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan mm-hmm. some of my friends have become. Very good friends with Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I would appreciate that because I used to go see him live all the time. Similarly with Howard, I worked in radio. I worked at K-Rock. When I got hired at K-Rock, I didn't realize when they started, like, shutting shit down. We were in the old Howard studio. Mm-hmm. We I, like, ran the board that Howard... I got to take dumps in that bathroom that was, like, his studio bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I kind of know Howard. You know what I mean? Like, you guys would have been like, oh, fuck, that was Robbins. Because oh, even buddy, I when had they took that. me, uh, when Shuli or uh, Richard Christie took me back there just to kind of like look. Yeah. Like, after hours, just to, like, look at the studio. It was, it's neat. It's yeah. a little museum in there of, like, his stuff. It was cool to see, like, Gary Puppet and all those things, the Beetlejuice head, mm-hmm. just in the museum is pretty awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but it was like I didn't realize West Forty West Fifty Seventh, you know, because even I, I was I was an Opie and Anthony guy, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, Opie and Anthony were in here, and that's where fucking Ant sat, and that's where Jim would sit. So I knew that stuff. But then one of the guys was like, you know, this was like Howard Stern's board, like he built this thing, and I was like, oh shit. And then they would show me like the modifi- modifications he had on it, the and camera like, thing, all the stuff he had where he could control the board and he's like and then that was robin's booth and you're like oh shit all right because it was this booth that was just isolated off and then they put a big window they had a window covered up mm, so oh, really? yeah so when it became opie and anthony's studio they were like oh put a window there we want to have like a window into the studio so they put this like expensive window that had like a blind like a blackout blind come down because i was like i don't remember this and then they showed me a picture of the howard tv show and i was like Oh, that's how it was all situated. But it was just basically a bare room when I was in there. But it was crazy to think like, oh, shit, all right, this is pretty cool. And then I got offended when the Top 40 station, because Alternative 92.3, the station I worked at, just flipped again. Oh, yeah. They became Alternative, and they just ended last Thursday. Stern was just talking about this. He was making a big thing about, yeah, K-Rock went to, now it's it's 1010 Wins simulcast. Yeah. So it was, they switched back to, and they called it Alt, (laughs) well, they switched back to Alt 92.3, which is basically K-Rock. And they had it for a couple of years. And I thought it was funny when I saw it was Alt 92.3 because I was like, I got fired in 09 because you guys went to Top 40. But when the Top 40 people came in and I was I was paid on-air shift money to teach them the system and board mm-hmm. op, I was like, they're like, wow, this is Howard Stern's old board. And I was like, you don't get to touch it yet. <laughs> like I wasn't even, I'm not that big of a Howard fan, but I was still like possessive of it where I was like, you shut up with your top 40 with your Britney Spears and Lady Gaga. Well, I couldn't see how terrestrial radio will survive at all. Like if you want, one thing's for sure. If you want to hear songs. Wow. Ain't Solo. happening. Ain't happening. He's in the bathroom, I think. Uh, all right. All right. We'll stock him again. We'll there, see. There's like three other people dumping in there. I'm not waiting around. We got snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have snacks. <laughs> um, I, I started here. I interned for Howard TV for one, the when I first came here, really? in 2006, and then en- the engineering department at Sirius XM, the oldest living intern, I think. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, my God, I'm seeing everyone. That's that crazy. I've watched for years. Yeah, it's got to be nuts. I was in the booth. Well, I was saying, as you said, you didn't have it in Denver, but like, picture like a 
I don't know. What year did he come to Philly? Is there a way to look that up? What year I think it was like came to Philly? 88. Because that would put me at about 11 or 12. And I remember taking the school bus, and when I got my first Sony Walkman, the yellow Sony yeah. Sports Walkman, that yeah. clamped over the yeah, buttons. With the tape? <sighs> yeah. With the tape, but it had a... St- did it have the grip thing that you could shut, oh, yeah. clamp down? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you close sport it, Walkman. and then it clicks over yeah, I remember yeah. that. to lock it in. That was my favorite one. And the 86? Oh, 86. Okay, so then I was... So perfect. So I was... What's I was born in 77. So I was nine. So probably when I was about 11, though, or so. uh, Going to school and putting on the radio and putting on 94 Wise, which was the rock station. Yeah. And that was on the... And it's like you start hearing it and you'd be like, yo, how is this okay? That's great. Like, I'm listening listening to... It felt like when I was that young, too, like R-rated radio. Yeah. Well, because it was. They, because they, they pushed would. it right up to the line and then would get fucking right, fined. Goes, you know, you'd hear him exactly. He'd be like, uh, if you gave a mouth pleasure to your husband, they'd find like the words around it. If you would give mouth pleasure to your uh, significant other. I can't. And I'd just be like hearing that like, no fucking way. I'm, That's I'm, crazy. First thing I heard was um, the N-word. Marge Shot did a Christmas song. Marge they played shot, it. Yeah, Marge Shot, the racist owner. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, she owned the Reds. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot that old lady that just smoked and said the N word. Didn't care. She just owned. A Apparently, old, in front of the players and everything. Yeah, she smoked. She she'd walk in there when they were showering. She's like shit. a plantation owner. Dude, she was. Dog. Yeah, Marge shot. Remember that? Marge shot. And she would just smoke cigarettes and be like, "You're mine. You play second base for me. Show me a wiener." Okay. She was a. Wasn't all over the same time as that John Rocker. Right, that was all the same things like I mean, happened at a time where people just keep getting in trouble in baseball for racism. I just remember how funny it was when Will Ferrell came out on Weekend Update. He was like, I think maybe a featured player, and he came out as John Rocker, and it was like, oh yeah. yeah. I remember crying, laughing at that. <laughs> He's like, my name's was John Rocker. Was it Philly where they threw the batteries at him? Uh, no, it's no, New York. Philly it fucking threw a parade for him. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. You said a lot of stuff up there that's brave. Uh, I think I think it was yeah. Colin- you really went Fort Rocker. It was Colin Quinn and Norm McDonald had the joke where they were like, John Rocker said, you know, his quote was like, I, what do I want to ride the seven train to Shea Stadium? It was all Mets fans. It was like, with that, uh, with a teenager with four kids and a gay guy with a purple mohawk and AIDS. And he like did that. And I think it was Colin or Norm goes, man, this guy's really ridden the seven train. <laughs> I forgot which comic wrote that joke. This guy's definitely rode the seven train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, and then, yeah, he, but it was Will Ferrell as John Rocker's fuck hilarious but yeah that was around the same time i think like mid 90s and then i felt the same thing at late night with uh love line oh shit, I was like, okay. yo i'm hearing like like See, i was almost like my mom doesn't know that i'm listening to something so sensual racy yeah race so xxx and then stern just like yeah the thing made me laugh dude it just got me laughing in the morning i just loved it it was, See, like, it was like i didn't know there's comedy on my on my radio because when you find your guy you like found your guy. You're yeah. like, this is my shit. Yours Co- is four wax? <laughs> yeah, mine was Lewis, actually. No, <laughs> mine was Conan. When Conan took over Late Night, I like started watching it and I was like, it was the perfect amount of silly for yeah. the age I was that I was oh, like, yeah. this guy fucking is so weird. He you just get says, attached to the bits like the year oh 2000 and all Dude, that stuff. That was the story I told you about when that giant cholo in Arizona, mm. when I went to go get milk. And I was high. I'd been smoking resin mm-hmm. after class. And so I was like resin high. And I, I went to Fry's grocery store it, off Ina Road, the one where that fucking congresswoman got shot in the face. Gabby, it, what's your face? Yeah, it was that same fucking uh, parking lot. But I'm high. I parked the strat ass. I walk into Fry's and I'm, I'm out loud going, in the year 2000. <laughs> and I'm making myself laugh because I just, Comedy Central used to rerun Conan during the afternoon. And I ran out of milk and I was like eating cereal. I was like, I'm going to go get milk. And I walk in and I'm doing that. And I laugh to myself. And this fucking, I just hear this, what are you laughing at, white boy? Damn. And I look over and this giant Mexican dude, choloed out, white t shirt, shaved head fucking long dicky shorts or whatever probably six foot six over 250 pounds is holding the tiniest baby i've ever seen in my life okay he's just holding this like little peanut of a baby and i'm like oh didn't see that coming in the description dude i'm telling you this was mix of resin high and just paranoia (laughs) and i like i because i'm walking in the store going in the year 2000 and, I, and I'm like, <laughs> like laughing like that. And he goes, what you laughing at, white boy? And I go, he can't be talking to me. And I look back and he goes, excuse me? He goes, what you laughing at, white boy? And takes the little baby and hands it to the mom. 
Oh, so I thought you were going to say he just puts it down. No, it's <laughs> right down on the floor, yeah. on the linoleum. What's up, dude? And he just, and I, I'm like, uh, just, I'll just walk away. So I go, and I'm walking, and I turn a corner on the aisle to go to the dairy section, and he's behind me, but like, a little, a little bit behind me, but going, what's funny then? What's so funny? And I'm like, still like, they keep talking to me. You know what the weird situation you're in right there is because if you turn around and explain it, like, okay. you feel like a pussy for explaining it. Yes, it's but like, I just felt weird. I didn't no, know what of course to do. It is something weird, but because you're, like, you're going to turn around and explain something to him, and you, something about masculinity makes you feel like you're doing. I'm saying this so he doesn't beat me up, which is 100 percent why I would be doing it. No, of course, but I'm saying, but there's also the thing of just the explanation that you're like, dude, what do you follow? It's like I'm laughing at a thing from TV. Like yeah, you know I what I mean? It, like I watch Conan. Yeah. So I get the milk, and when I get the milk, I I like take, turn the corner again, and there's all the cash registers, and this is before self checkout or whatever. And so I'm like, uh, and then he's like, "What's funny?" And I hear him again, and I turn and I go down the thing to pay, and another lady from the other side comes, like her and her daughter come they box and you in, box me in. I'm paying for it. I'm up. I'm up. They're there, and the guys behind them going like, "What's up?" And I'm like, are you serious? This is like, I think the first thing I said to him, I go, are you serious? And he goes, what the fuck's funny, man? And I was like, I, uh, and I'm like, as this is happening, I'm giving her like a $5 bill for a gallon of milk. And I'm like, <laughs> and I fucking bolted it. Ran. They gave me the change. And I fucking was like, I, I, I in my high mind, I was like, just well, get out what? of there. And I fucking bolted. You're got to my car. wrong. Cause your thing is like, you want to describe it, but like, he's already so in like the mode like going for it, like angry, looking for a problem. Dude, I don't, but I'm saying, like, if you gave the answer, I feel like that wouldn't even solve the problem. You'd be like, why? No, you were. What else were yeah. you laughing? Gingers at? ain't got no soul. They're not funny. Yeah, yo, bro, you're telling me you like when he wrote for the Simpsons? <laughs> you're trying to tell me right now that the monorail episode is without a doubt one of the top five, dude. He didn't even do a good Treehouse of Horror, bro. Fuck that shit. Yo, Wero, I'm telling you right now. Too many white writers. I'm telling you right now, man. Even when he played right said Fred. And that whole, like, Napster controversy thing, and he showed up without the muscles. I get the joke that he didn't have money enough for, like, you know, he's too sexy for his gym membership. That, like, that's a good line. But... His comedy's too heady for late night. Bueno, you got masturbating bear ain't gonna catch legs, bro. <laughs> that ain't funny, bro. Well, you got a dog that smokes a cigar, bro. What is this? SA, that's not on our Schwarzenegger's real mouth. Dude, stop it, man. Why did George Bush don't talk like that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fucking... You would have gotten angry at you anyway. <laughs> Anything I would have got. He would have broke down the comedy of it. It's great. He goes, what is the point of Andy Richter, bro? <laughs> yeah. Like, where... He's there mira, and he's not there. Mira, like, is he your Ed McMahon or is he like an announcer, bro? <laughs> like, I don't even know what you're doing, bro. It's so weird. Yeah, it was get, very... Like, from the get-go, you're just like... But what a, but then, 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 what a telling then, psychological thing on that gut. Fast forward to me pouring milk and Apple Jacks shaking because <laughs> I'm still <laughs> <laughs> trying to eat <laughs> cereal nervous <laughs> watching Comedy Central. <laughs> but man, the same way. <laughs> yeah. you the psychology. The bolt out of there to say that and leave. The yeah. psychology of it, though. It's so just, weird because, like, that guy is so on edge. Yeah. Well, he was ready. That he just assumes because a person's laughing in his vicinity, they're laughing at him. He feels so disrespected in life. Man. Well, what a weird thing. And I can't, we all smoke weed in here. Jay, you, Jacob, you love to blaze. Yeah. I've just Jacob always. The, Jacob Burning Bush Batot. Do we call no, him the, we call him the Iron Lung. Um, it was one Jacob of those. Jacob Tickal Batot. Jacob Tickal. Jacob Tickal. It was one of those highs where I was trying to understand as it was happening and it wasn't clicking. Sure. Which I've experienced. I mean, it, this was 20 years you're, ago. You have weed panic. You're like, am I being jumped into a gang right now? I can't be a fucking... I don't want to be a Serrano 13. <laughs> yeah, yes. Am I, I a Latin? A, I don't want to be a rolling deuce deuces. Hey, what's going on? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody needs a little help in life. Uh, I've been going to therapy for years, and BetterHelp is an amazing way to do it. Why? Because you need a neutral place. You need somewhere to go to set your goals, to have somebody help you, guide you, focus you on achieving the things you want to get to. A lot of days people wake up and try to white-knuckle life. 
That's not the way to do it. And sometimes there's a lot of stuff you can't talk to about my wife. I can't talk to her with friends. I need a neutral place where I can say and be honest and let it all out and let the heavy load of life off my shoulders with somebody who's professional. And that's where BetterHelp stays in. The best way to squeeze the special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy, it can help you find what matters to you so you can do more in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which is awesome, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, not theirs. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You, you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you want. There's no additional charge. If you don't like that person, find somebody you vibe with, which is important, at no extra charge. Here's the deal. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash bonfire. Today, you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash bonfire. Go now. Become a better person. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal. So here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is... Nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile. Nada, yada, yada. You don't think I'm a sports guy. Oh. But I am a sports guy, but you don't have to be a stats guy. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everybody to use this. And I'm excited. Prize picks, Prize picks dude. I get, to, I get to actually go on and have fun. It is with, self-explanatory. With sports, and it's easy to use, even f- if you're an expert. If, but if you're a novice like me, football season, it may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Quite simply, this is easy enough for Chicks and Bob to use. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks right now. America's number one fantasy sports app. Gamble on it. And Bob, where you can turn your hoop knowledge into serious cash. I don't have that much knowledge, but you know what? You don't need it. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. I know what that means. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing. You're just going against the projected stats of yeah. two to six players. It's great. Uh, more or less. That's it. So if they say LeBron James, uh, 30 points tonight, you're picking if he's going to get more or less than that. More, only. That's it. Quick 31 points, you win. Yep. 29 points, you lose. Yeah. 30 points, I think, is a push. And you know what? You can turn $10 into thousands of dollars, which I love, with the NBA, NHL, college basketball, Entries today. Listen, conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketballs are, are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men and women and, and Bob. Bob. College basketball prize picks even uh, offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets hurt. Tomorrow's uh, live show, I would say Bobby's projected farts are four. I'm going to go with more than that. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the over on Bob Farts on Monday. Yeah, Yeah, so you want to be in on this? Download the app today and use code BONFIRE for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BONFIRE, B-O-N-F-I-R-E, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? 
I am doing bueno. Bueno. Yeah. That's what I learned from Babel so far. I le- wanna, bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babel? Buenos noches. Non paletano, molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno note. Omerta. Buenos Aires. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% <laughs> off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. Am I a Latin king? <laughs> Did they just make me a Latin king? <laughs> hey, are you going to tell me right now that you even think that Jay Leno and his observational humor of modern day stuff, man, that like, I did see this. I do know about this, Jay. Where's that Boston stuff, bro? <laughs> on that last, uh, on the last uh, season of that 60 Days In, yeah. I'm all finished it, the whole show. You're all caught up? Yeah. The last uh, season, they put people in who have done time before. Yeah. And they put in a former Latin king who couldn't say more that he was involved with the Latin kings back in the day and <laughs> how violently he got out of it. But he went native. That was the funniest thing. He just, they keep pulling him out and they'd be like, are you doing drugs that you're like trying to prove that you can get? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but like the third did thing you? he did, they had to like pull him out early. And he's like, why'd you pull me out early? And they're like, dude, you're just like, we're going to have to arrest you at some point. We have you on tape trying to orchestrate another Attica. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I did. I had him. Dude, I had he him sent people to fight for him. He sent like a 17-year-old kid to fight for him. Great. He did like a couple things that were like... And he's like, because when he would talk, they talk the talk so good. He's like, I want to inspire these kids. Like this kid, Nick, who's like a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 17-year-old white kid with like face tattoos and shit, this white kid, and who's just like, you know, he talks, he's like, yo, I didn't choose gang life, gang life chose me. He's like that kid. Yeah. And they like him, though, and they're trying to like, so when they talk to him, they're like, dude, when you come out, like you have to get life on track. Like being in and out of jail is not the life at all. And then uh, they'll come over and they'll be like, Carlos, that's the guy who's undercover. Yeah. They'll be like, Carlos, this guy said um, that he thinks you're a jerk off. And then uh, that kid Nick will be like, I'm going to go knock him the fuck out. And then Carlos will be like, yeah, go Do fight that. him for me. <laughs> and you're like, didn't you just say you're trying to help this kid out of the situation? Yes. Actually, you know what? Even better. Here's a shiv that I made out of a toothbrush. Hey, Nick, go kill him. Can you? Can but you if you sure? do ever get out of here, seriously, you should think about community college. I don't know. Maybe get into like engineering yeah you know there's tech schools out there that'll keep excuse me what oh nick go murder that guy for me real quick you talking about that guy who couldn't wait to tell you how much he was in with latin kings yeah my dad's friends and i think this is common with old alcoholics lou i don't know if your dad's friends were like this where they'll like put themselves next to a dangerous organization without being involved but talk about how close they were to the said organization did they did that a lot? My dad said he was a fucking Westie. Yeah, dude. My dad would talk about That's the Hell's Angels. So great. My dad would talk about the Hell's Angels in Oakland because my dad was from East Oakland mm-hmm. until he was like 10 or whatever, 11. And he's like, yeah, Sonny Barger. I'm like, you didn't know any of those guys. You didn't mm-hmm. know a fucking. Oh, my dad did that. My dad did that with uh, a <laughs> chicken salad test of the guy they blew up in, in F- South yeah, Philly. Yeah, they blew up the chicken man last night <laughs> in Philly last night. Yeah, uh, Sal Testa and all those guys. He's Shout like, out knew all their kids. They, apparently, they knew all their kids. They said it was like they were right. They were right there, but they used to kick the asses of those oh, kids. Of course, they did. Always, my, by the way, my dad was always. My dad's thing was always. He was so funny. He was funny and nice. So the Hell's Angels, everyone liked him. They liked him. That's a good approach. That's better. I mean, it's not a better dad story, but it's a better story to believe at your age now. Possibly than my dad being heavily involved with way fighting to, mafia sons. Yeah, way, way to finesse me, Gary. Way yeah, to make me he think gave like, me the good stuff. He gave me like stuff where I was like, Dude, I think I think my dad might have been down with the HAs. <laughs> I go by their I go by their fucking clubhouse on Fourth Street. I go, does the name Gary Soder ring any bells? And they go. I'm going to beat your pussy ass if you don't get off this doorstop in five my dad, seconds. My dad until he wasn't, dude. My dad was like, I've seen my dad in a few physical things before. And That's a big man. And like one of them, when we went to, I mean, he's an old guy now, but like he's in his mid-60s, you know? Yeah, but, but like, when I, I mean, I met him fucking seven years ago and I was like, he's a big dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, he's got those big hands. He's got paws big, on him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember him and my Uncle Tommy when I was young. We were, I was like at my Uncle Tommy's yeah. house in South Philly with him. And uh, it was not, like we were looking out their window. They were like on a second or third floor. We looked at their window and there's just people uh, like jumping on someone's car. Like someone's in the middle of the street driving on the street in a car and these young people are like, get jumping on their car and fucking with them, like yeah. harassing them. And like my dad and Uncle Tommy's instincts were like run outside and like chase those kids off and stuff. I was like, yo, 
like that was like a violent situation happening out there, and they're just like, eh, we got to go handle some shit." I'm like, total, are you crazy? Total opposite side of it. Same story. But my dad's in his thirties at this point. Considered too. Yeah. Same story. Opposite side. Joe, bad Joe, not mm-hmm. good Joe. You got good Joe. I got bad Joe. When bad Joe was living with us, drinking with my mom, we had uh, I had a uh, Nick had got me a when my mom was married to Nick got me a, a basketball hoop, like an adjustable one. I put it just below. It was one of the ones. Wait, we Nick did. was before Joe. Yeah, my mom married Nick from when I was eight to eleven, and then really, yeah, Joe was in our house. Tw- I thought Joe was in me. I thought your dad split and Joe jumped right in. No, my dad split. My mom married Nick years down the road, got a hold of Joe. Okay. And they started dating when I was like 12. Okay. And then he lived with us until I was 16. So that's why I was like getting to the age where I could have fought him. Yeah. And he moved out. Moved out just when I made weight. But he, they would drink and there was these, there was like older kids in my neighborhood. This kid, Sean Washington and Rodell, and they would like play basketball at the corner. They were like two or three years older than me. So they were like, might as well have been 10 years older than me. That was where he came out and yelled at a black kid. They were all dunking on the hoop because yeah. it was like Friday night and he was drunk and he's like, I got fucking something to say. And I was just in the living room like, knock his ass out. You went then to knock his oh, ass out. My, I was like, Rodell, I know you can fight. I've seen it at school. Knock Joe's ass out. That'd be the first time someone goes to school and thanking a kid yeah. for knocking his stepfather out just, the next day. Goes, I just, Dude, you really made my house a lot better. Activities hallway. <laughs> you know the bench clears and I'm standing there I go Rodell I just want to thank you <laughs> he goes, you're a good you did the right thing hey good right hook <laughs> you got a hell of a right hook kid you followed your instincts Joe was uh, a little quiet last night I'd like to say saying we're eating soup at home for a couple <laughs> weeks cause of you good job bro oh dude I fucking it was like when he went outside my mom was you know the drunk lady going Joe don't do it and I was just in the living room like do it do it. It's so funny. We always, became Emperor, Emperor Palpatine. Do it. We always speak on the generalized emotions and stuff and everything. I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying to think if there's a moment like my stepmother is like my Joe. Yeah, I mean? she absolutely was. To some degree. and Or my, your Joe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Diane was your Joe. And it's like. Uh, they do mean shit to kids that they shouldn't do to kids. Yeah. You're like, hey, first off, it's a child. Second off, it's not even your child. Yeah. How, dude, I watched my Well, mom. I think that's what bummed Diane out. But like. Uh, that was my thing, but I, I never—I don't know if I ever wished for because that's what I'm saying. Like uh, with Joe, was there? Would you say it was seventy percent fine time? I would say it was like yeah, it was like livable seventy percent of the time. Like you didn't overthink it. Do you know what I mean? Like every time, every, like every, t- every time I you, didn't like him pretty quick. And I'm saying, and you didn't like him like consistently. It wasn't like a thing where once in a while like, he would be like. Hey, you want to watch a movie or something, or go get something? I meat? would always get annoyed with him. Did he ever try to like reach out and do like a real? Like, Once my mom was over him. Really? Yeah, yeah. When my mom was like, "Yeah, this guy fucking sucks. He's a loser." He started being super cool to me, and it got me at first because right. I was like fifteen. Uh, he I was, knew you needed that dad, that dad support. He watched my dad die. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, I got this kid," and he was like, "You know," and then he would do that shit of like, "You know, your mom's like going fucking nuts or whatever," and I'd be like. Yeah, fuck her, because I didn't like her at the time. So I was like, yeah, fuck her, the fucking dumb bitch, right? And he's like, yeah, right? And then I was he goes, like- damn, you get me so much, Joe. Go, I'll swim with you. Dude, let's go take a lap. Can we do laps? Let's go bang out some laps, dude. And then I started seeing it, and I was like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, once I saw that, I was like, oh, you're a fucking- Double down piece of shit. Yeah, you're like a snake. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just a dork. Because there's got to be, if you go through the Defending Your Life movies of my life, there's got to be me and Diane just, like, heading to the mall together and being fine. Dude, my mom- You know what I mean? Just, like, talking and laughing a little bit and stuff. I do remember making her laugh. She, that's her big thing when she uh, critiques my comedy. Yeah. Unasked for. Is uh, It's always like, oh, you were so funny. And she always reminds me of, like, a thing when I made them laugh with my- it was like busting my dad's balls while he was trying to fix something. Yeah. And I was laughing at how he couldn't do it and making like jokes. Yeah. And like she loved that. You know what I mean? Like it's so there is like weird moments of that. She just overall was like annoyed by that I existed. Like yeah. I was in the way of her family. Well, because what you are is you're a reminder of his past. Right. Exactly. You're just, you're just a reminder of Gary's past. And she's like, and I, I come in with my personality already. And you know I- what I mean? I already have a personality. It's not like I'm four years old or something. It's just like she's going to watch me develop. I was just what I was. And she. Didn't like it. <laughs> and that's probably the exact same thing that Joe's had. Because Joe's like dating my mom 
his former best friend that's just a raging alcoholic that showed up at his wedding, Joe's old wedding from the lady he got divorced from, my dad showed up at his wedding and threw up. It was like a problem. <laughs> Speak and now for everyone your piece. He goes, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> he was like, your dad... That threw, was all. Your dad threw up in the fireplace. And I was like, that is hilarious. Really? Yeah, I was like, that. If, I mean, if you're going to throw up, fucking boot in the fireplace, boot dude. the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> just on logs. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it puts the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> Gary <laughs> and then uh, but he didn't I, you know I was like act, I was 12 when mm-hmm. he moved in so I was like yay and a little bit of Gary in me and he was probably like this motherfucker but then he, they were just mean they were just drunk and mean that oh. was the difference my mom and Joe oh both of them together yeah they'd get drunk and then just fucking like start feeding off each other like us riffing <laughs> like mean at each other mean to me they were both oh. that was their common goal <laughs> your mom would be mean to you yeah they'd call so- me retarded and shit <laughs> like legit at dinner they'd be like you're fucking stupid you're like I am not as you take a bite of chicken and drink milk yeah <laughs> which they served so. I am not I'm not retarded I'm, I'm, they, I'm, they served you they, they gave you retard food they gave me retard food and called me retarded <laughs> he goes they called me retarded and I would just sit there sipping my applesauce for dinner I go I'd bang on my helmet and they wouldn't even hear it they don't care they don't care yeah but they were just like uh, I'd have slobber all over my chin and no one would wipe it it's some shit that I've, it's some shit that like through therapy I talked to my mom about where I was like, yeah, we got to fucking square this up. That was fucked up. And she was like, yeah, very embarrassed by that. Really? Yeah, my mom's mortified about it. When we talk about those four years, she's like, I was in a very dark place. I should, I had no business dating that man. And I'm sorry I brought him into your house. And I was so like. We, oh, that was, damn. Yeah. What a one shot and done forgiveness. It really and was. Right away, he's going to go, okay. Yeah, it was. That makes sense. It was a 45-minute conversation of us like. You also realize. Very that. shitty bringing it up. It felt very bad bringing it up. But I was like, yo, do you remember those dinners? And she was like, yeah, I was a little drunk. <laughs> Don't really remember. <laughs> this is what uh, age brings to you, though. To you. Yeah. Is uh, the perspective one of, above all else, time. So the reality yeah. is like, it's su- four years of your life when you're 12 to 16. It's a lifetime. Are, it's, it's most of your, you know, in your mind of your aware and know what you like and don't like life it's, it's also it's, it's it's like half it's like half your life but, but also the, the the timeline of it it feels because it's four years and and that feels so important it feels like it's never ending right as i'm saying and in your mom but your mom even at that time it was like oh that was like quick you know what i mean like yeah, that, my mom, it, it my- wasn't that long of a time but like for you at that time, I was like, man, is this ever going to end? Like Four years is a long time in a miserable thing. Well, also the thing <laughs> was, is I got older, so like it was easier to stay over. When it first started, I was in like seventh and eighth grade. So mm-hmm. I just stay at McDaniel's house because I knew they'd get banged up on the weekends. Because my mom had a, she worked fucking like 60, 70 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So I knew on the weekends is when they ripped. They get tuned. So I was like, oh, if I can stay over Friday, Saturday night at McDaniel's house and I come home Sunday, they don't get, they'll get a little banged up on Sunday. His I mean, parents, they drank. What was they drank his parents' story? What was his parents' story? Just ruled. normal, regular people. Fucking ruled. Donna and Gary. He had a Gary, but he had a good Gary. His stepdad worked for the Broncos, mm-hmm. and they fucking ruled. His mom. I every time I see her to this day, I'm like, Are they still together? No, no, no. They got divorced when Mike was in college. But Gary was the first positive male role model that I had. He was yeah. the first guy that, like, I would go to his house and he'd be like... Until you met DJ Lou. And then I was like, you're, the, you're it. <laughs> you're my role model. But he was the... He, like, smoked weed, had a... You know, Mike's mom was hot. Yeah? Yeah, when we were younger. Mike's mom, like, she, had, she was... Donna was hot. Well, she liked that black D. No, he was white. I thought he's half black. Well, his, his, da- his, his dad was. His biological dad. He's a quarter black. Yeah. I gotta, re- I gotta fix this complaint article now. <laughs> but it, it was like a good... It was a good place to go. You had houses like that, right? I mean, but your mom and you I were always good. thought I liked the houses that you can go to where you were allowed to smoke weed and the kids were allowed to drink that, stuff. That I, wasn't that house. We weren't allowed to smoke weed and drink. I could just stay at his house. Uh, we, were, we were still kids. That was got you, got you, got you. It wasn't like we weren't allowed. We were definitely not allowed to smoke cigarettes. Definitely weren't allowed to drink. I would sneak out and do that. So just someone's house where like it was pure goodness. Pure goodness. Let me think. Yeah, there's like several. I think. I mean, dude, it was like. Friday, I would I mean, bring- my house was essentially that. I mean, everybody smoked, like, my mom and stepfather both smoked cigarettes, and they smoked inside, but that wasn't crazy at the time, and the other, but, like, they, my house was always, well, like- Well, it turns pretty- out, we found out Gary, Mike's stepdad, smoked a shit ton of weed, and it yeah. made sense, because you're like, you were cool as fuck, dude. But nobody oh, smoked weed in my stuff? house. No, my parents didn't smoke or drink at all, except cigarettes. No, no weed or anything like that, and no drugs, so my house was, like, it was unconventional. Yeah. The way it kind of ran, very unconventional for sure. But 
it was always like a friends very welcome and like it wasn't a place like where you can come and just do whatever the fuck you want but like now, now see what's crazy my parents were happy to have people over my my house even though my mom and joe were fucking banged up all the time it was very conventional dinner was at six yeah, yeah, you, yeah like friends coming over was like you had to ask for permission my mom was very like classic in how she kind of ran shit but then it just sucked. It just sucked on top. Because if you were, you had all these rules, and then they would get fucking drunk and get mean and shit. Yeah. Dude, I remember one time my mom. That is friend, weird. That's a weird thing. That's what my, I'm saying. My, my house unconventional. My friends, like I probably have friends, like you're saying about. Uh, oh, dude, going to McDaniel's. McDaniel's mom. I, I probably have friends that are like, man, it was really like, you know, like my buddy Glenn. It could save a lot of kids, man. Mike Glenn had a, his front of his foot removed uh, from cancer. He like stayed at my. He like recouped at my house for like two months because yeah. his dad just worked and was just really not there that much. It was crazy. He didn't have a mom in his life. And I remember like sleeping over at McDaniel's house like one time during the week because my mom was like business trip or whatever, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go to McDaniel's. I can walk to school. I think we were like freshmen at that point, mm -hmm. or the middle school was right next to the high school, so it was like close enough. Where I was like, I can just walk with McDaniel, and she'd be like, yeah, whatever. She was busy. She was just like, yeah, okay, fine. What I don't give a shit. Donna and Gary are cool. They mm -hmm. were good parents. And they were like, fun. We'd do like fun shit. And then Gary would just take me to the Broncos facility. It's he'd be awesome. like, and I was a Niner fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh shit. But he'd pissing be like, everybody's pads. But I got to meet, like, when I got to meet, uh, like, the people that worked at the facility, I thought that was cool. Like, yeah. the, like he would be like, hey, if you run, like, um, they used to tape. So Gary would be up in the in the stadium. His job was the videographer. So he'd film all the games for the Broncos from a specific angle. And then his job was to break down the tape into like first and tens, second and longs, third and longs. And he'd have to, that was what mm -hmm. he would do all week. So he would be like, yo, you want to come help me out? I'll give you a little bit of money if you come help me out at the facility. And I was like, dude, even though I was a Bronco fan, I'd get a free shirt and then I'd get to like clear tapes. And that was McDaniel's stepdad. Yeah. And he would just take just you. Well, McDaniel would be ball boy. I want you to overthink right now. McDaniel was their ball boy. Dig deep. He did not fuck me. Okay. He did not fuck me. Trust Damn. me. Dude. Allowed himself Gary? to be I've done, I've, done, I've done enough therapy to wish that I was molested. Because yeah. then it's just Explain the thing. some things, yeah. It, but it's the thing. Instead of it just being life, yeah. and life is hard to stand up for yourself and all this mm -hmm. shit, finding out like, oh yeah, turns out I sucked Gary's dick when I was fucking 12. Oh, no. Gary was face-fucking me oh, yeah. all the time because I thought I was meeting the Broncos people. What's crazy about that is he molested me with niceness. <laughs> he, like, I wasn't used to I wasn't used to people being that kind he goes, to me. He could have molested me. I fell in love with that guy. I was so... Ask McDaniel, I was like, I want to grow up to be like Gary. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> McDaniel, because McDaniel was cool. Like, mm -hmm. I know he's like kind of a nerd now compared to these alpha males in the NFL. McDaniel had style and shit. He doesn't read to me as nerd. Well, they, they, that's how they like classify him because he's like good at, good at coaching and he's not an alpha, big brawny guy. Gotcha. But he was like very good with women. Very stylish. His mom was very stylish. So like McDaniel always had like cool. When we became friends in seventh grade, he had the Ken Griffey Juniors. Yeah. And I had the fucking Frank Thomas Big Hurts from Reebok because they're on sale at Payless. Guy got you twice. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then tried to fuck my girlfriend <laughs> when she moved Tried. <laughs> Probably did. Um, and then now, so like McDaniel was like kind of cool. And so I just liked going there to be like, oh, this is like, it was like fantasy camp. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is what it's like. They had a nice house in Piney Creek. Which was like the newer development. Yeah. So like the house was yeah, newer. People were supposed to live. Yeah, dude. And then I, I just like would just, I would just leech off them. I would just come and eat their food and shit. I, I can understand being annoying. They got EAS. Do you guys remember EAS when the NFL started like putting that out? EAS was mm -hmm. like it was like a supplement. If you bring it up, Black Lou, it was like a supplement that they gave. Oh, like a GNC type thing. Yeah, similarly in the before. WWE, Icon Pro was like all over there in the back of old wrestling mm -hmm. stuff because they give supplements. Yeah, but EAS was like specifically the Broncos, and it was like oh the Broncos and EAS, but they had these instant chocolate milkshakes. Mm -hmm. And I would be at McDaniel's house, and I'd be like, yo, let me I'd be like, yo, let me get an EAS. And he'd be like, dude, you can't. Gary brings this home from the facility. And I'd be like, He's like, yo, let, let me get one of those EAS. Yeah, let me get juiced up. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to, you know what's like, funny? It's I, the acronym. Yeah, so that's it. That's EAS. Yeah, so they're still around. And they would do, like, weight gain milkshakes, mm -hmm. which you can drink when you're fucking 12 and your metabolism's wild. Sure. I, I remember, well, my metabolism was not wild when I was 12. And I remember finding out, because I was like uh, 
for when my great grandmother would come over, yeah. my grandfather's mom. Yeah. After he passed away, she lived for like many years after that, and uh, she would come up very old. And you know they have to put weight on them, so they would get Ensures. Yeah. That were chocolate or vanilla. Oh, and so good. She only came over like once a week. So during the week, man, God forbid I found one of those. And I was just like, in my mind, I was like, chocolate shake. Yeah, That's all dude, it is. Yeah. Shake in a can. And it was so good. Yeah. And it was probably 4,000 calories. You know what we need to do next Thursday? For next Thursday's show? <laughs> Crush some ensures. Next Tuesday, we need to bring in all of this, the science food that we used to eat. <laughs> Snack wells. Ensure. Uh, oh. David uh, and Vivian drinking ensure a day. Do that. The thirty, the the mega one, the thirty pro, the grams of protein. I gotta get yeah. fucking. Shake, yeah. I gotta get my grandma on that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some ensures. I don't know. At least it will. Yeah. Because at that age, they can't take in enough. No. Yeah. Not, but at but Next. at twelve years old, at twelve years old, I was gunning for those weight gain <laughs> shades. And McDaniel would get so fucking annoyed with these me. These aren't bad for you. These are one hundred fifty calories yeah. only. Yeah. Well, we'll do that. Let's do some ensure. Max protein. Yeah. It was like to keep my great grandmother alive. That's what I got to give my grandmother. It's like, but dude, with the EAS, I was doing it because I was just like a twelve year old who wanted a chocolate, chocolate. after school, mm. and he'd be like, "No, we're gonna go ride bikes," and I'd be like, "Can I have an EAS when I come back?" <laughs> yeah, let me crack one of those EASs. <laughs> and I was the Dan, friend. Look, we have uh, <laughs> Diet Pepsi, Pepsi, uh, Mountain Dew. He goes, I loved yeah, it, dude. Because I didn't know what it was. It was like twelve, and and my tastes are white trash. So he goes, I, was like, I don't know what's going on here. I drink these shakes, and I'm making massive gains. <laughs> I am fucking yoked. <laughs> Is it just me, or did my fucking lats come in? I'm making <laughs> such <laughs> massive gains. Something fierce. But dude, Gary would do cool shit. He would do, which is illegal now after nine eleven. But he would take M80s, mm-hmm. and then uh, he would take a cigarette, rip it in half, put the the wick of the M80 into the cigarette, into mm-hmm. the top half, and then light the cigarette, and then put it, and then we'd go sit in his car and watch it, the M80 pop off and people run, <laughs> which is fucked up, but it was... Pretty fucked up so close to Columbine. I mean, this was years before Columbine. Yeah. Some say, some say we were the inspo. Yeah, they saw that. Those, those kids saw that, and they were like, man, look how much people scatter. Look how much power you have. Eric Harris was smoking a cigarette. He goes, what if we did it for real? Yeah. <laughs> we show it. <laughs> We show it. Full penetration. We show it. You've been listening to Sirius XM's Bonfire. New episodes every Tuesday through Friday mornings and full shows always on Sirius XM. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag and Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.